Hey friends, welcome to Not So Molly Mormon podcast. Thank you so much for being here. I am so happy to be back. I'm sorry it's been quite a while since I have recorded a mini-sode. I've been pretty busy and I took a very lovely vacation for a few weeks, so I wasn't able to get these up for you, but now I am back, I'm ready to go, and I'm going to try my best to get all of these recorded, all of your stories out there on the air. We have so many great emails and messages. I just wanted to let you know that if you have emailed us, we love them, and we're very grateful for it, and I will get them out as soon as I can, get them uploaded as soon as I can. And if for some reason you think yours might have been missed, feel free to reach out to us and let us know. But do know that we are quite backlogged and there are quite a few I'm working on recording. So uh, yours is probably just in the line to to be recorded. So today, Uh, As usual, we have a great email from one of you listeners. Um, I'm not going to say this person's name because they don't have expressed consent to do so, but I'm just going to hop right in. I just discovered your podcast and have binge listened the entire thing over the past few weeks. I love you guys and you have seriously opened my eyes to so many issues I have personally that I had no idea were so steeped in the Mormon religion and culture. Well, we love you too. Thank you so much for listening. (laughs) If I had to pinpoint one reason I always felt uncomfortable with the church, it would have to be that I always had an issue with the Mormon God and honestly, any organized religious God. I could never understand how a God that was so omnipotent and so powerful and supposedly so quote-unquote good could be so cruel. It would make me cringe anytime anyone said that they were thankful God protected or blessed their family because what about the family down the street that lost their home? Or the kids at school that would go hungry because their parents didn't care or remember to feed them? Or the family that was tragically killed in the auto accident? What about all the heartache and tragedy that strikes all the time? Are these people not worthy? Not righteous enough? They didn't pray enough? Why didn't they get saved? It never seemed fair to me that God was so discerning and mean. A lot of this anger stems from incidents in my childhood that made me feel that we were being punished by this quote-unquote amazing God. I never understood why we were singled out and somehow deemed unworthy. My dad was in the bishopric and my mom was in the Relief Society presidency or the Young Women's presidency. We paid our tithing, even though we didn't have much. We followed the teachings of the gospel. We were at church in our Sunday best every Sunday. My parents spent all their time in their callings and did their visiting and home teaching. We prayed all the time. We were good Mormons. But still, we were punished. When I was 10, it came out that my sister was being sexually abused by my brother. It was an awful time for my family. They were all counseled by the bishopric. 
My brother was eventually taken out of our house and placed in foster care. My mom became seriously depressed and was in and out of mental hospitals. My sister had all sorts of issues that she still, as an adult, has not fully dealt with. Nothing was ever the same. My brother was labeled as a sexual offender and ended up getting into drugs and ultimately killing himself. My childhood became a tragedy and we were not protected by God. I have thought a lot about this since listening to your podcast, and I wonder about all that we were taught as youth, especially that sex and masturbation were sinful and wrong. Would it have helped my brother if he had grown up with a healthier, non-Mormon view about sex? Or the fact that we are encouraged to confide these things in counsel with our bishop, a man not professionally trained at all to deal with these matters? Would it have made a difference to seek professional help? Would my brother still be alive? We will never know. As for me, my faith was rocked. I had so many questions about the church and about God that no one seemed to be able to answer. As soon as I turned 18, I left for college and stopped going to church. My family has always taken this hard, especially when I married outside of the temple. They take it to heart that their children will not be in the celestial kingdom with them and feel like failures as parents after what happened with my brother and then with me leaving the church. It's a huge guilt to carry around. Even though I wasn't sure I believed at all, that Mormon guilt is a powerful thing. I have carried it around for a long time. Recently, a friend of mine who had just announced that she left the church invited me to like her mom's After Mormonism Instagram page. She has become very vocal on the church's history and her reasons for leaving since reading the CES letter. Even though I haven't been to church in 22 years and say I no longer believe in God, I was curious. I decided to check it out and I was shocked. I could not believe that my entire childhood and upbringing was a complete lie. It validated everything I have ever felt and I feel like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. The CES letter and my friend's Instagram page led me to you guys and then to the mormonthink.org website where I read the Tom Phillips story. I am blown away. I have started sharing these truths with as, with as many people as I can. Even though it is too late for my brother, there is still hope for my family. I am so grateful. You two are doing such an amazing job at bringing the truth of the Mormon religion to light, and while sometimes the things you say and the irreverent manner in which you say them make me uncomfortable, haha, those Mormon roots run crazy deep, I can't thank you enough for enlightening me and my life. Keep doing what you're doing. To this sweet listener, thank you so much for this email. I feel like there's a lot to unpack here, and I hope I can say something eloquently because I feel honestly a little bit overwhelmed with how amazing this letter was and so much in it. Also, I'm sorry, I'm overcoming a cold a little bit, so hopefully my voice doesn't sound too stuffy, but I completely agree with you um, when you spoke about not like not understanding why God could be so cruel and I have a problem with even now it's very hard for me when I hear friends or family members say that 
they're, they know that God protected them or they know that God healed them or that, you know, God gave them some kind of miraculous blessing, even though I know that they mean it in, I guess, uh, you know, a faith promoting way, they don't mean to sound necessarily arrogant, but what I hear is that they were privileged and they got the blessing from God and all of these other people in the world are dying from cancer and starvation and accidents and they're not being saved by God. So what makes these people who, who claim these miracles are happening to them, what makes them so special? So I completely understand what you're saying here and it really, really rubs me the wrong way. I have to sometimes bite my tongue. <laughs> when I'm around, especially like religious people, mainly Mormons, that's my, my circle that I know. Um, it's mainly Mormon people that say that. Um, I even had a conversation with someone, I, I won't say their name, but they're a Mormon and I kind of brought this up with, to them and they, I said something like, you know, I could never justify saying I got saved from a car accident when I know that at that same moment there was a baby dying of cancer that the that God didn't save. And this Mormon person said, well, maybe the parents of that baby needed to learn a lesson. And I almost pulled my hair out. I, It was so just heart-wrenching and unbelievable the way I, and I know how I know how that mindset works. <laughs> I used to have it, but now when you're out of it and you hear someone say that, you hear that God would actually use killing a baby to teach teach someone a lesson. What kind of lesson? What kind of a God is that? That's absolutely horrifying. So yeah, I'm with you. I get it. Um, again, I... I, I feel like I'm stumbling over my words here to try to respond to you, but um, I'm so sorry about everything that happened with your family. Absolutely heartbreaking, um, but thank you for sharing it with us. I'm glad that you found your way out. Uh, I'm sorry that it's been hard with your family, though. I think a lot of us can really, I guess, on that sense that sometimes our parents or other family members might, they take it really hard and they blame themselves, I suppose. And they think that they weren't good enough parents, uh, and they did something wrong when actually they were probably good parents and they raised children who could think for themselves <laughs> in a lot of cases. I know that's not always the case. Um, but I, you know, when you bring up the questions of the healthy sex education and professional help, I really do think you have a point there that so many things could probably be helped. And then again, we don't know for sure, but if, you know, there was some kind of professional help and not just counseling with bishops who are not trained and don't know how to deal with this stuff, Maybe there could be, I don't know, some sort of rehabilitation for people that might work better, obviously, right? Um, 
But yes, you mentioned the Moms After Mormonism Instagram page. We They actually featured us on there. So that was great. Even though Sarah and I were not Mormon. I mean, <laughs> yeah, obviously we're not Mormons, but we're not moms either. But they reached out to us and uh, asked if we would like to be featured on their page. So that was lovely. That's awesome. You found us through them. Uh, and she uh, referenced here... Um, on Mormon Think, they have the Tom Phillips story. So, listeners, if you aren't familiar with that, I actually think in a in an episode, a future episode coming up, I'm going to talk about the Tom Phillips story. It has to do uh, with the second anointings, and I don't think Sarah has read it or heard anything about it. So, I'm planning on surprising her on an upcoming <laughs> episode with that story, and. Um, Thank you for listening to our irreverent and sometimes very raunchy commentary. (laughs) But thank you for sticking with us. We're really glad to have you. We're glad that you're here. Well, that's it for today's episode, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. I'll remind you that if you want me to read your story on the show, you can email us at not so Molly Mormon podcast at gmail.com. Um, follow us on social media. And if you'd like to support us, uh, we would be forever grateful. We're on Patreon, patreon.com slash not so Molly Mormon. Uh, that's it for now. You guys have a great week and I'll be back soon with more of your stories. Bye-bye.